you show your expertise long enough, you basically become the authority in your niche. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a brand new rock star. I'm so excited to dive in today. He's a founder of Maxiality. He helps business to business businesses transform into the number one choice in their industry. Frank Hossman, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Kirby, for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I have heard, you know, I've tried to do a little bit of research on each of my guests and I've heard you talk about authority marketing and I'm, I'm curious to dig into that. How would you recommend starting an authority marketing campaign for B2B companies? Yeah. So authority marketing is, is showing your expertise. And if you show your expertise long enough, you basically become the authority in your niche. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that is very important is to know what you want to be an expert about right and most of the people like you mentioned before we work with b2b companies most of them are tech companies and we always work with a founder preferably mm. or someone in the company who has a lot of knowledge about the niche or the subject that they're really talking about so you, you start with that person of course and then um we kind of think about what are the main topics that they want to talk about, right? The, the content pillars, what are the ones that they want to be known about? So for me, that's obviously authority marketing and there's content marketing and there's also content systems. Those are the three pillars that I like to talk about. Mm -hmm. And the next phase will be uh, creating, um, we always do a little bit of a journalistic approach. Okay. So we do one interview with someone for, and we create content for a month and that interview is about an hour or so. Mm -hmm. And we talk to that founder about all these specific subjects that are going on uh, in the market, in their niche, of course, but also are really important to prospects who want to buy their product or services, right? They sometimes have a lot of questions or they, when they're on sales calls, they got the same questions. So we'll just make sure that they're being talked about by the founder of the company or the subject matter expert. And then that specific content will just chop it up in bite-sized snacks and also some long-form content like a podcast or a YouTube video, um, an email newsletter, blog articles, stuff like that. And it's amazing how much you know, quality content actually can get from, from someone who's really an expert in the field. And if you do that long enough, well, I've seen results in a month, but mm -hmm. usually it's three to six. Well, I mean, if you go for at least six months, you will definitely be known in the niche. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and if you do it for a year or so, yeah, I mean, you will get phone calls even from local or, or national uh, news outlets. Mm -hmm. That's what I've seen actually in the past. So that's um, that's about what is authority marketing, how do you approach it, and 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 also a bit of the process. Yeah, I love this idea that like you've you've kind of created the topics around the expertise of the person, and then. You know, yeah. again, one of the things I talk to people in interviews about, I'm not going to ask you anything that you're, you're not like, I'm not going to ask uh, you about the Pythagorean theorem because that's not what you're into. Right. And so I think that's really yeah. good advice. But yeah. so I think to add on that Kirby, yeah. in the past, you know, you would go to an agency and they would, you know, do keyword research or content, create a content calendar calendar. And, and mostly of the time it was based on generic stuff. And now even yeah. with ChatGPT, everyone can Google or can, can get anything from a generative AI or Google yeah. it, of course, and you will get generic answers. And the thing is that when I talk to you, for example, you can tell me anything about your business, right? And the problems that your clients are facing, and it will be mm -hmm. so unique. And you're going to become the source of AI if you do that properly for, uh, for a while. 
I love that you want to become the source of AI. That's that is yeah. that is exactly the the, the goal that I like. So, so what are some common pitfalls to avoid if you're if you want to do authority marketing for your organization? Yeah. So, well, basically, the the, the there of course there are a couple of pitfalls. One of them is just being too salesy. salesy. Mm, some yeah. some people would just use anything to push their product and services. I think that's even if you look at, it, at an average B2B website, I mean, it doesn't even matter what they're selling. It can be tech, but it can also be something really small, like, uh, I don't know, knobs or door handles, whatever. Um, it, it's all about the product, right? So make sure it's really about the questions that your prospects are facing. Yes. That, that That's really very, very important. I can't stress that enough. But also some people get um, in B2B, the, the main channel is LinkedIn to be um, mm -hmm. most of the time. Depends, but yeah. I think 80% will be LinkedIn. And okay. sometimes you get the advice to show personal stories, right? They're selfish and stuff like that. I mean, that's great if you want to build a real big following of lots of random people. But it's bad advice if you want to start out being an expert in your niche because you will attract all kinds of people with these personal stories. And I don't, I'm not saying that they're not important. Of course, personal stories are important, but they are, should be tied to um, your expertise. So. What's your backstory, right? And um, how did you become this person right now? What are the pitfalls that you have had in the past to to be able to advise your clients? Mm -hmm. And um, of course, you can show a little bit of personality, like um, I don't know that you have kids or that you like mountain bike and stuff like that. That's all great, but I mean, don't reverse it by showing a lot of personal stuff and selfies. I mean, mm -hmm. really show your expertise. That's 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 mm -hmm. the main thing. Yeah. So these are just two pitfalls that are, that come to mind. Yeah. That's great. I, you know, I think of somebody like a Gary Vaynerchuk because I think now we view Gary as a personality, but when he started, right. he was all about the wine, right? Like he became an right. expert in that yeah. space. So that, I think that, that, that tracks to me, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So, um, could you share some yeah. and he ways said actually document yeah. everything? Yeah. Uh, sorry, Gary, but he actually said document everything that you do build it in public. That's not what he said, but that's basically what you have to do. And you will also face your own challenges, problems that you have. You're trying to figure something out. Like, for example, we're now trying to create a, a super flow of creating the content and just automating a lot of stuff but while still keeping it really, I mean, authentic and not, yeah. not AI generated or whatever. So that's kind of a challenge to do that in a process. And I'm trying to document that story as well. And I think that's what Gary also said years yeah. back. And, um, and that went really well in the B2C space, um, I think, but for B2B, it's always a little bit slower. And yeah. um, I think that's what we're seeing right now. And also because, I mean, if you look at all the channels that we got in B2B, um, I don't know, I mean, Google is kind of saturated. If you compare it to 10 years ago, we got so many more channels, right? I mean, yeah. if you would need a specific CRM for something, you would ask a friend on LinkedIn, you would go to a special Slack group or LinkedIn group, or you would go to, I don't know, you could listen to a podcast. There's so many more channels right now. So that's yeah. also uh, a reason why it helps to share this information on multiple channels in video and, and any other format, actually. Yeah, that's yeah, agreed. That's a, that's all good stuff. So, could you share some ways to create demand for for B two B companies? Yeah, so demand generation is basically making sure. Um, so maybe rewind a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, in B two B marketing, it used to be the playbook from HubSpot that's been promoted everywhere, and that's basically generate a lot of content and every piece of content would need a call to action to an ebook or a checklist or whatever. 
and you'll have their email address in exchange for that and you will bombard them with emails and maybe <laughs> you even will get someone from sales uh, calling you whatever or, or through LinkedIn. And that's the playbook that I think has been around for 10 years or so and it's not working anymore for a couple of years, I think. But I mean, we've been really experiencing it for, I think, two years or so now. And that's all lead generation. It's all based on leads, leads, leads. And if you ask um, a CEO of any company, the question is, what would you like to have? Would you like to have some leads or would you like to have some sales qualified opportunities? Right. They don't, in, they are really not interested in leads, right? Yeah. They want sales opportunities and, and they would want sales in the end, right? So I think marketeers have, have been in a, an interesting space where they just communicate about how many leads they, they generated, right? And how many, um, uh, that's basically what they needs to report on. So when you flip that, um, you go for demand generation and then you're going to focus on all the people who are not yet in the market. So you got your total addressable market, but maybe 3% of those people are in market to buy your products or services, right? And classically, and we've been, as marketeers, we've all been focused on those the 3% by creating Google ads and all, and all the leads, leads, leads. But um, nowadays, I think for modern B2B marketers, it's really important to focus on demand generation, focus on those 97% who are not yet in market, but you need to be in the top uh, uh, shortlist if someone has a problem. And you can only be in that shortlist because anyone will have some sort of shortlist. I mean, lots of research for that as well. But if you want to solve a problem, you already have some company in your head that you want to yeah. uh, do business with, right? So how can you be on that shortlist? That's by creating demand. And demand generation, uh, we can talk hours about that. But in a <laughs> nutshell, there are many ways to do it. It always depends on... What's your ideal client profile? Where, where are they at? What channels do they use? But uh, main tactics could be, um, it, it could be doing something like this with uh, mm -hmm. with your with possible prospects. Uh, that's, yep. that's an easy one. Or um, creating uh, the content that we're creating basically is, is showing your expertise. If you show that on YouTube, on LinkedIn, and you create articles around it as well, that's also a way to create demand. Of course, you can also create LinkedIn ads uh, with that uh, to accompany it on specific um, companies that are in your target audience. So mm -hmm. there are really many, many ways to do that. Um, going LinkedIn Live, for example, is also a way to create demand. So yeah, the list goes on and on and on. But the main message that I'm trying to get across is how can you make sure that you uh, focus on the 97% of people who are not yet in the market yeah. and just make sure you educate them and make sure you're on the short list when they have the problem that you can solve. Yeah, I, it's funny. I've, I've heard one or two other people talk about this idea of the, the, the difference between lead generation and demand generation. And I think it's spot on. I think you're exactly right. And it goes back to sort of really brand building 101, the old school of yeah. building your brand so that when I always say like Coca-Cola doesn't think you're going to leave the big party if they if you see their ad on TV. They just want to be top right. of mind the next time you're in the grocery store. Right. It's kind of the same, right? Is that is that yeah, fair? Exactly. The same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Being being bring back brand building in B2B. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. We can put that on a t-shirt. Um <laughs> yeah. right? so, all right. Final question for you, Frank. What is some advice you hear all the time that you think is actually wrong? Well, that's one of the things actually what we just talked about yeah. is that just make sure that you create lots of white papers and you promote the hell out of it and then <laughs> send them over to sales. And then you probably wish that there's going to be a sale out of it. And <laughs> you know, that's really bad advice. And I'm not kidding about, I mean, I hear this probably when I took to talk to some new uh, prospects, I hear this actually a lot. 
So then one of the questions they get, they, they ask me, so I don't have to put anything in how many leads I will create this year. No, it's not important anymore. And if yeah. you really got some, I mean, if you really need to do it, you can split the funnel. You can say, okay, I'll go for a demand gen program and I'll do some other metrics around that, which is basically pipeline velocity. You do it by quarter and you see how many, uh, if there's a delta, if, if it's changing, right? The pipeline velocity. So you're more focused on the sales qualified opportunities and you can have a pipe if you really want to do some lead gen uh, in your, your CRM. So that's really one of the main things that is, I think is really bad advice to, to go with the lead generation. And um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's that's probably number one. And I think the, the other one is um, the if you just... I, that's talking actually about demand capturing. So when someone is really ready to go for it, right? Uh, yeah. It's not so much bad advice, but I see so many websites still that they don't have any pricing on the website. It doesn't really matter if there's no pricing on the website, but I mean, give a ballpark figure, right? It also depends on the phase that the company is in. If you're mm -hmm. testing waters, I do understand, but I mean, nine out of 10, <laughs> it doesn't really make sense for a company that's already established. Then the second problem is there's no way to get in touch with them or know <laughs> the price or whatever, you know, or a range. You really have to qualify yourself. And if you're lucky, fingers crossed, you will get someone to, to contact you mm. in, I don't know, a few days. It yeah. will be an SDR rep. And that person will ask you a lot of questions to see if the, the you fit in there. It's like insane. And it's still happening, right? Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is if you want to create demand and capture it as well, make sure your website and all everything that's around is, is a smooth transition to your product or services. And I understand that you need to qualify and not everyone is a fit, but still it can be done with some forms, right? It's really easy to qualify people. You yeah. can also add, I don't know, API calls to on your email to your email there. So you know a little bit more about that organization. There's so many things you can automate nowadays. Yeah. So, I mean, just please try and make the buying journey uh, pleasant from the start. You know, I think I, and totally agree, Frank. And one of the things that I, I say to like our team and people and my clients are, I think sometimes we need to take off our marketing hat and put on our customer hat. Um, yeah. you know, if we wouldn't want to jump through all those hoops, why are we making other people do it if we want them to give us money? Like it's like, yeah. right? Make it easy to give them money. I think that's the, the number one advice to any marketeer, right? I mean, just, I, and just, Call someone who is a prospect, right? Talk to them, know what they're what they're facing. Yeah. If you know that, I mean, you already know what you have to change on a lot of things. But yeah, it's it's uh, interesting challenges. That's awesome. Well, Frank, a thank you so much for being here. B thanks for staying up late because I know that it's a little later for you. So thank you so much for uh, making the time. I appreciate that. If somebody wants to learn a little bit more about you, where can they find more information? Thank you so much, Kirby, for having me. It was a pleasure. So they can go to maxialty.com. It's my agency website about expert authority marketing. And I got a, if you'd like to know a little bit more about authority marketing, there's a free video training as well on it. So you can, after you watch a video, you know everything about authority marketing, basically. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Frank. We will have to do this again sometime. This has been fun. Thank you so much. It was great. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing. Joy, we'll see you next time. Delivering.